Hey girl, hey! Welcome to the Empowering Women Got a Minute podcast, where we celebrate the female leaders within our community. Join our hosts, Brianna Hinkle and Jamie Crone, as we introduce you to women that are making a difference in business, health, education, nonprofits, and more. Brought to you by the creators of Prescott Woman Magazine, a bi-monthly publication celebrating women. Sponsored by Sousa's Prescott Center for the Arts. Providing service to community, entertainment, and resources for everything art-related. For upcoming shows and more information, visit www.pca-az.net. Today, we are talking transformation with Heather Burgoyne. Heather was in the fashion industry for over a decade, working with photographers and producing shoots. While it may seem glamorous, and yes, sometimes I'm sure it was, it was demanding and took all of her energy. Heather found Pilates and it was truly her saving grace. Because of the impact Pilates had on Heather's life, she was determined to one day leave fashion behind and become a Pilates instructor to give to others something she finds so transforming. Flash forward to 2020 when Sore Pilates was born. Out of a deep desire to create something that was attainable for the everyday person and would change their lives for the better. Heather adores every client that walks in her door and she couldn't be happier to be a part of such an amazing team of women that she is proud to call her instructors. She learns from each of them every day. Hi, Heather. We would love to take a minute to chat with you today about being fearless. I found a quote online that I thought was interesting. It's okay to be scared. Being scared means that you're about to do something really, really brave. And that's by Mandy Hale. So Heather, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do as a profession. Um, So I am a Pilates instructor and I started Soar Pilates, I guess, back um, November of 2020. Um, So that was kind of a big, I guess, risk just in the fact that I started a business or like really a brick and mortar um, during the time of a pandemic. Um, I'd started like a little bit prior to that, but leading up to it, that's when like the, the real sore Pilates, I feel like came into like full fruition and, and that sort of thing. That's awesome. And that is pretty fearless to start a business in, <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also what a good time to do it too. It was about yeah having the time and the availability to take some kind of leaps. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So opening a business, a brick and mortar, especially that is definitely facing a fear. Um, Can you tell us um, like a specific time in your career that you had to face uh, another fear? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess really when I decided to become a Pilates instructor was probably really like the biggest turning point in my career. Um, I'm come from the fashion industry, right? I did production. Um, I did a lot of 
in-house post-production work, um, managing clients, deadlines, um, all that sort of stuff, which then transitioned into me producing shoots and executive producing shoots um, from like start to finish, all those budgets and things like that. I opened up studios, uh, like post-production studios for um, really large photographers, um, which wasn't like an easy fee, but it was something that was very comfortable to me because I did it you know, for, for 12 years. So like, I think it's just sort of like, it felt natural. It was very easy. It was sort of just like one thing led to the next, led to the next. Um, but throughout that period, um, I don't know, like, I just always felt like this wasn't what I wanted to do forever. It was very, um, time consuming and, somewhat soul-sucking I don't want to say it's soul-sucking because I did enjoy it there's a lot of highlights and I gained so much like just knowledge and strength of who I am as a person my work ethic what it means to be dedicated to a team but it was just like it was just a lot on me personally and I just started one day saying like I'm just going to become a Pilates instructor one day I'm just going to quit and become a Pilates instructor like because Pilates was something that brought me joy brought me happiness like when I work out is when I like feel the best and that was like the workout that really sort of gave me everything I needed. It gave me just enough like mental release, physical release. It pushed me to exhaustion, but like not over exhaustion. And it just was transformative in my body. So I think when I actually finally decided to really leave the fashion industry and become a Pilates instructor was probably like the biggest fear of unknown, right? Like it was sort of like, do I do this or do I not? And I had tried a couple times to sort of pull away. And then it was just sort of like, yeah, you just have to like, I just, it was scary, you know, because you're leaving something that's so familiar from like, you know, 12, 14 years of doing and moving your way up in ranks to then like just jumping ship in a completely, totally opposite direction and being like, Oh, what's a Pilates instructor do? <laughs> you know, like, what do I do now? Like, now I've quit and this is what I'm doing. That's so exciting. And it's, um, I think it's exciting for probably some listeners that are maybe wanting to make that change as well. Um, yeah. What kind of advice do you have for women that are maybe in, they've started a career, probably something that mm-hmm. they started and they had a huge passion for younger but they're kind of shifting in what they want to do now. Do you have any advice for those listeners that might be wanting to make that change? Is there anything you felt was very important that you needed to do that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like one, it's telling yourself if it's like something that you're really passionate in for one, that you like really believe in, like makes you happier and makes you just like feel good really deep inside. I think that's a good key sign that like, it's something worth like acknowledging, right? It's just like this sort of like feeling of acknowledgement that like, you know, like you can just say like, I'm just going to quit one day and become a Pilates instructor, but I would say it and I would like really mean it because I was like, no, but seriously, this is something that could be really great. And like, I think I would be really happy because I love it so much. And I think it's just sort of like, just trusting that like, sort of like your trust muscle, like your instincts in, 
in what you want, like believing in your dream. So like, I'm a big dreamer. Like I've always been a big dreamer, I'm a big daydreamer. So like I, when I really feel like I, I want something, I feel like I put myself in that situation and like, think of like, like I'm envisioning like what that's going to look like. And I map it out in my, my mind. And I just sort of like use that to propel myself forward. And then I just feel like it just like, if you, if you believe in yourself, no matter what, like you can make it happen as long as you're really passionate about it. Like no matter, like if somebody tells you, you can't, like, if you believe it in enough, you can, like, I just full heartedly believe that, you know, you just have to trust yourself. I think, you know, first, first and foremost. And that's huge. That trust in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just knowing and believing and having like it's hard to get that confidence, I think, but like, I think the more that when you start like believing in it, the more you'll end up just start like voicing it. And like, it'll start to come out just naturally in conversations, like with the people that probably mean the most to you. So when you start to like say it Mm -hmm. and then people hear it, it starts to become like more validated because it does, it becomes like from a dream to like, I think this is what I'm going to do no, like I'm like looking into this. So then it sort of like starts to like shift and become a reality, I guess, in that process as well. That's awesome. So it sounds like the best way to uh, approach um, facing your fears is just to chase your happy and um, chase those dreams and kind of follow your happiness, right? Um, yeah. What are some other ways you think that women can can be more empowered with following their their dreams? Sponsored by Fippin Museum, art and heritage of the American West. For more information and upcoming shows, visit fippinartmuseum.org. I think it's like when you're looking at fear, it's like, what is fear? Like you can look at fear in the sense of like something that's scary, but like, there's also the flip side of it is like, what is the opposing element of fear, which is just really being brave, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's like facing and taking fear and just telling yourself that like, you're not scared, that you're brave enough to face something that you have like, this confidence to do it and like I feel like for me like that's like always been like kind of a struggle is like the confidence aspect of it like believing in myself or not second guessing and I think it's just like when you like re-look at yourself and acknowledge like what it is like what is the fear then you can face it and be brave to face it and it doesn't become as scary you know, like, I know that it's a lot to like, just like quit security and like, you know, there's like steps before that, right? Like I didn't just like, I didn't fully just like jump quit and like leave ship. It was like a well sort of thought out. Like, and I feel like anybody that has like a business sense to them, you know, or like has this belief, it's like doing the research prior as well. Right. Like, so just sort of like, um, knowing like how you're going to prepare for it like whether it's like saving up for your transition if you're in a partnership 
if that partnership can support a transition period, um, not being afraid to like acknowledge that you might be starting from ground one again, when you've maybe already made it in one career path quite far forward, that it's going to be a, you know, an adjustment potentially in pay and like what you're used to. Like I worked, um, at one Pilates studio and I was literally back to working at like a front desk, like reception job. And, um, and that was like my very first professional career in New York. Like I went in like, okay, like I'm working at this big time, like photo lab. And I, you know, I've met the owner and he hired me and I've shown him my portfolio and I get there. And like the first month, maybe two, I was literally like not around anything to do with photography. I was sitting at a switchboard. I was completely shocked and like, was like, I didn't, work this hard and like you know go to college to you know sit here and answer phones like and I was so upset but it was sort of like that was just sort of like me just having to acknowledge and go through something and almost like if I hadn't and didn't keep pushing through and like sort of proving to myself each and every day that like this isn't forever like this is maybe a test and this is a way for me to prove myself and like for me to like meet people or like whatever it is. And it was the same with the Pilates. It was like, I went right back to exactly where I started 15 years ago, like greeting people that walked into a studio, booking appointments, checking them out, cleaning equipment. Like I was not teaching, you know, and like, but I was okay with that because I was like, this is just the beginning. This is how beginnings are, you know? And like, this isn't where I'm going to stay. I'm going to keep progressing. I think that's um, important to know. Cause I, I had this conversation recently with, um, somebody younger and they wanted to know how to get from like, they have this dream of owning a business. Yeah. Get there. And I said, well, sometimes you have to work in other jobs or do other things that you may not think are this like big, like CEO position you have to work, but this yeah. side hustle, this idea can always be there. You have yeah. to take those steps to get there. It's not an overnight yeah. thing. Like you're saying, it's not like totally. you wake up and you're like, I'm a Pilates instructor now. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a lot to be said about that. Like no matter what the job is, there's always a reason for what you're doing, you know, whether it's like answering phones, like maybe it's how you're answering the phone, how you're communicating with people. Like it's, you know, starting with like, with budgets and figuring out like, what do these numbers mean? How do they, how does it work in a grand scheme of like, you know, like a photo shoot, right? From like all of, you have this giant chunk of money and you have like all of these expenses and budgeting it out. It's the same thing than taking those tools that I've learned there to like, I'm going to start this business. Okay. Well, what do I need? What are my expenses? What's my budget? Like it became like, I didn't go to a business school, but I've opened a business, you know, but it's because of my tools from other jobs that have like given, given me that experience to then propel forward and succeed. I feel like. And what do you think now? So since now you're the owner of Soar Pilates and Prescott. And so now you've mm -hmm. obviously I'm sure you still have to do receptionist stuff because you're the owner and that's oh, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Maybe that's, that's what happens. But um, what do you find the, is the biggest challenge owning a fitness studio right now? Um, biggest challenge owning a fitness studio? I don't know. I don't like owning a fitness studio specifically. Like, I mean, there's always 
the challenge of like, are, well, for me, I think it goes back to fear. Like, are people going to like me? Do people just think this is a fad? You know, is somebody going to move in down the street and it's going to take over? And like, it, th those are all those like fear things, right? So it's like each and every day, those things cross my mind and pop up. And it's then turning that fear into being brave instead and being like, you're going to be okay. You're going to succeed. You're going to keep doing what you're doing. You're going to give people what they want they're going to keep coming back. Right. So if I don't trust, if I don't go into the fear aspect mm -hmm. and I turn fear into brave, then it's like, you can propel forward. I think like, just from like owning a business, it's like one thing I've learned just as far as like being self-employed and like owning your own thing, it is so much work. Mm -hmm. Like it just does not end. Like not only am I teaching a lot you know like every week like I teach a great amount of hours with group classes and privates and duets and all that sort of stuff but then there's like as soon as that's done there's like all of the emails there's running reports there's tracking your numbers because if you don't track your numbers how do you know if you're gonna do okay and can pay your employees or like just like there's so much other work um that it really is like a true, you really have to love what you're doing. I feel like if you're, it's your own business, you know, until maybe, I don't know, like we're what, two and a half years in, like sometimes they say that's like kind of the hardest, like first, what, two to five years. But I feel like I'm in this point where I'm like, okay, like just keep going, just keep going. Like maybe it'll soon, like, I don't know, just like take off and go and it won't be as hard. Or like, I find also the more, I work and the more I grow, just the more I have to be aware of when I need to bring in help. You know what I mean? Because I think that's something that's probably maybe more tied to your question of just like knowing when to ask for support and when to ask for help and knowing like how much can you do by yourself and when you really need to separate. Because if you just do it all, no one's ever going to be able to step into your role and do it right, you know? So it's sort of like, I don't know, does that make sense? Like you have to sort of like know when to bring in people. And I feel like that's sort of like these growing pains that I'm facing now with like, okay, we're a new business. We're doing like well, and like, it's like growing. It's not like off the Richters or anything like that, but like, it's just like these steps forward. But then like, when you get to a certain point, it's like, okay, well, there's a new expense. Like you're bringing in like an accounting team and a bookkeeping team because it's just too much. You know, you're bringing in somebody to maybe, I have a girl that like handles like my social media. She helps me with my marketing messaging and like that sort of thing. Um, bringing in new teachers, bringing in new pieces of equipment. So there's always these like, like you get ahead, but then there's a cost that kind of makes you feel like you're the same, but you have to, again, just like recognize like, wait, but we've done all of these other things to get to this point. Like we are continuing to grow. It's just sort of like, these are the next steps, you know, like where my next step is to bring someone in to like help me with just like my studio managing, right? Like just like the day in and the day out. But it's just like, when do we get to that level of being <laughs> able to do that? <laughs> it is a challenge. I, I completely understand what you're saying as a business owner. And it is a, a challenge to know when to bring in the help and when it's beneficial and also yeah. how how it works with the bottom line. And I mean, there's always this, I think every day, these sort of things of like, oh, do I just do that myself because I'm here or do yeah. I do somebody because then that can grow. It's just, it's a, it is a struggle. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. But you're doing a great job. So keep it up. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so for anyone that's facing their own fears about trying a new exercise program, um, such as Pilates, mm-hmm. I know it can it can sound a bit intimidating to someone like mm-hmm. me. I've never done it. Um, yeah. What advice would you give to someone like me to get, you know, get me started on that path towards um, trying out Pilates? I will one um our studio in particular like I know every place that we go to is different every gym is different every spin studio is different every Pilates studio is going to be different right from CrossFit anything like that um but for me I do feel like we have created a space where it is really free of judgment I think that's because that's just something that I so strongly believe in that I'm not here to like judge anybody on where they are, right? Like anybody can come in any shape, any size, any age, any gender, like it doesn't matter. You're just showing up for yourself. Like you're always going to be new at something. Like when I go out and, you know, I'm, I just started take, I just took up tennis, right? Like last summer, like a very, very sporadic, especially right now in the winter, but it was new and it was intimidating. Cause I'm just like, wait, I have to like, throw this ball and hit it and like I'm supposed to be this like fit person that like can do things and it's like well I know how to do Pilates I don't know how to play tennis like just pulling a rack like serving a ball I was just like I just don't get it it felt so weird in my body but it was just like if I didn't take that step to do it like and face that fear and instead just be like make it fun or become brave about it then you're never going to proceed in anything in life. So it's just like anything that you want to do, like just, just taking the chance. Like I'm never going to judge you for it. None of my teachers are ever going to judge you for it. And I just really strongly feel that like the community and clients that we've built that like, we seem to be like attracting are all the same. Like everyone is at a different place in their, their wellness journey. You know, we have people from you know, like early twenties to people that are in like their eighties, you know, and sometimes there's a mix of classes and you have like a 25 year old and you have a 78 year old and it just works because Pilates is about what you are doing in your body, right? It's the connection that you're having to yourself, like in your movement, like, where am I moving from? Like, what am I doing? You know, like being recognizing or being aware of like just the balances or imbalances within your body right and that's what it sort of I feel like highlights and then it's just more like okay well how do I then adjust this and that becomes then like where it's like how far do you want to take it you know in your own personal practice and like what your teachers how they're guiding you and just being open and listening while you're sort of doing it and being in tune with yourself and I Did think that answer I, your question? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I can understand because I know it is overwhelming sometimes when you're trying a new, especially a new exercise sort of program. Yeah. Yeah. Or going to the gym for the first time or, you know, any of that is so intimidating. And then once you get yeah. in and you start to like befriend people within the class and you can kind of joke around about it a little bit and you, you start to feel your body improve you know, even yeah. those things you're like, Oh, that feels nice. Yeah. It is, it is, it helps you continue on into that journey. Yeah. Walking through the doors, the, the hardest part. So Jamie, you can come with me anytime. 
Yeah, can I come and watch? We can start a buddy system. You, you can, can drop in and watch, watch. any class. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, I've seen, yeah. you know, like um the Kardashians doing Pilates <laughs> and those, those uh, contraptions. I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks very intimidating. Yeah. But it's, I know Brie loves it. <laughs> but it's 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 easy. I mean, a lot. Some of the exercises are a lot, especially like more beginning exercises. Yeah. You're doing laying down on your back. Like well, you're not going to fall anywhere. Like you're there. You're supported. Like the machine, the reformer does really support you. Um, you know, you're just you're there, and you're not going to be put in any situation, especially if you're new, where um, you can't achieve what you're supposed to be doing. Like you just won't. You know, and like. I know myself and the instructors that I have, they're all like, so one, we're all just like wonderful in the sense that we really care about how you move in your body. So we want to make sure that you're doing it properly so that you're doing it in a safe way. That's good and suitable for you and your body. Um, we love to give options. Sometimes I think we give so many options that people are like, it's too many options. Just pick for me, you know, like, what do you want me to do? You know? um, but it's just a really supportive exercise. Like, again, like I, I played sports and stuff when I was younger, but, um, and then like went into a gym and it was just, I don't know, there's something about Pilates. And it was the one thing that I was just like, I feel like I'm actually really good at this, you know, like even like playing soccer, like I played soccer my whole life and was on traveling teams, but I always just felt like I was always comparing myself to other people. And I don't know what it was, but there was something about Pilates where I just was like, I just liked it and it felt good in my body. And like, when I left, I felt good. I think it's because I feel more open like I always say like I just feel like you know like I'm standing taller like I just feel more connected within myself that like I was like oh I'm good at this like I can I can I can do this and I feel good about doing it you know so I think that gives you it'll give you the confidence like pretty much right away that you can do it <laughs> good I gotta try yeah. it I got it yeah it's the body good right is that it <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> percent well, we've come to the end of our podcast, but before we go, we do kind of a fun thing with everybody and it's um, called rapid fire questions, which sounds a lot more aggressive than it really is. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, so I'm going to let Jamie start it off. All right. So can you tell us who is your hero? My dad. And what is your biggest fear? Uh, failure. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I get you. And then Heather, what was your first job? Uh, I was a hostess at the Girly Street Grill. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I know. Prescott. Prescott, Arizona. Well, thank you, Heather, for taking a minute with us today. For the listeners, can you tell them how they can learn more about Soar Pilates? Um, yeah, you can go to our website, soarpilates.com. Um, you can email us, soar at soarpilates.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Soar Pilates and Facebook also Soar Pilates. Just yeah, S-O-A-R-P-I-L-A-T-E-S. Sponsored by Scottsdale Plastic Surgeons. For your plastic surgery needs, visit scottsdaleps.com. Thank you for listening to Empowering Women, Got a Minute? We hope you tune in next week. And you can check out any of our episodes 
at prescottwomanmagazine.com. Talk to you later.